This is a Socialist News and Views special report. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special report. An article from John Collins appeared on NPR News November 2nd of last year, 2021, entitled St. Paul Minneapolis Voters Back Rent Control. The article said St. Paul voters had voted for a measure to place a 3% cap on rent annually, and Minneapolis voters had given the okay to the Minneapolis City Council to put rent control in place. The article also had this quote, quote, a University of Minnesota Center for Urban and Regional Affairs report that examined rent control policies in other cities found that policies generally helped keep prices down and that there was little evidence that rent stabilization policies led to less new construction, end quote. According to the City of Minneapolis webpage, a housing rent stabilization work group was established on April 23rd of this year, 2022. MinneapolisMN.gov says the work group, quote, is charged with submitting recommendations on a policy framework for rent stabilization, end quote. Since then, St. Paul has made carve-outs in their rent control policy. An interview of Max Nesterak from Minnesota Reformer also appears on NPR News on September 29th of this year, 2022, and is titled, St. Paul Rolls Back, Part of Its New Rent Control Policy. The interview by Tim Nelson and Ellen Finn says, quote, The new amendments to the policy which were passed last week mean that now low-income housing and newly constructed buildings are exempt from the 3% cap on annual rent increase, end quote. One group that has been fighting to prevent carve-outs in a final Minneapolis rent control policy is Minneapolis United for Rent Control, which represents many community members but has so far been shut out of the process. I accompanied the group on the morning of November 17, 2022, as they interrupted a meeting of the work group and demanded a strong rent control policy without carve-outs. A number of community members involved in Minneapolis United for Rent Control spoke during the meeting interruption, including a small landlord and a number of members of organized labor. Here's one speech from that action. My name is Jessica Garraway, and I'm a member of MFT 59. Our 5,000 member union endorses Minneapolis United for rent control and the demand for a 3% yearly cap on rent increases with no exceptions. I am a teacher in Minneapolis public schools. Last spring, we were on strike for three weeks to support our hourly wage staff to get a fair pay. Thanks to that fight and community support, we were able to win. Many of our members and the families we serve are renters. I myself am a renter in the city and close to half of my paycheck goes to paying rent. This is not okay. The economic oppression that keeps people down from rising rents affects the same people that the fight for fair salaries supported last spring. We have to provide relief from rising rents for our members and thousands of renters in this city. You need to listen to what renters need and push for strong rent control. Housing should be a right for all people. Providing homes for people to rent should not be about making huge profits. Those physically there for the action with Minneapolis United for Rent Control slightly outnumbered those in the room already participating in the work group. 
One member of the work group stormed out of the meeting when the action began. After the action, many from Minneapolis United for Rent Control sat down to observe the rest of the meeting. Rent control is a huge issue in Minnesota and across the U.S. and getting bigger every day as prices in general continue to move upwards, putting lots of pressure on communities. I wanted to reach out and connect with other Minneapolis journalists covering this issue. I reached out to a host of the Money, Power, Land, Solidarity MPLS podcast to talk about another important connected podcast called Rent Control Radio. Here's that interview. So on Socialist News and Views, we let folks introduce themselves. you want to just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, definitely. I'm GP Jacob, Jake Bird, and I'm the host of the Money, Power, Land, Solidarity podcast. And you guys are coming out, or you, I guess, I, I don't know who all's involved, but uh, coming out with a new podcast. You did come out with one. It's uh, been a couple months now, right? Yes, definitely. And I got to big up the team because I'm just the host. Yeah, tell the me. Producer, yeah, the producer is Isaac. He's uh, a musician and um, does all of the audio production work with the podcast. And Diana, who does our um, social media, does a lot of outreach, Does is on the mic sometimes, does a lot of creative work um, for the podcast. And then we've been working with a couple of other collaborators, uh, B. Rosas, who's been on the show, and a few others. So for this new project, which is called Rent Control Radio, and what we're doing is covering the working group that's been convened by the city of Minneapolis to talk about a potential, to make a recommendations about a potential rent control policy. Mm. So we're following that process and we're doing some coverage and reflection on uh, the struggle for rent control in St. Paul and generally talking about um, housing justice issues. Do you want to just uh, quick, the high level, like what is rent control and what, what what's been going on, what you guys have been uh, covering right now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, rent control can mean a lot of different things, right? But it's a basic price control, uh, limiting the amount that landlords can raise the rent. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure listeners are aware of the fact that there's two real high profile struggles for rent control in Minneapolis and St. Paul um, that showed up as ballot measures in the 2020 elections, and they passed on both sides of the river. They were kind of different, though. St. Paul's was a explicit rent control policy that the voters approved. And... Um, what was really cool about it is that it was a universal rent control policy, which meant that it, it would have applied to every single uh, rental unit in the city of St. Paul, which is what Minneapolis United for Rent Control was advocating for. And on the podcast, from a socialist perspective, we think that's the best rent control policy rather than have exemptions for new construction or exemptions for single family homes or exemptions for, quote unquote, affordable housing. Um, so we've been getting into those issues. Like that's what the working group in Minneapolis is discussing right now. Like what type of policy should there be? And they're talking about these exemptions. And also, you know, we've been talking about St. Paul where after after the policy passed in St. Paul, you know, developers and the capitalist class and the DFL got busy right away to um, undermine and whittle down and carve up the policy. And that's what they did. So they wrote some exemptions into the policy. And that was like a bitter struggle. Um, and it's it's related to what's happening in Minneapolis because in Minneapolis, they didn't pass a specific rent control policy. The voters just gave permission to the city council to pursue a rent control policy, which is what led to the city convening this working group. Mm. So so we've been talking about these working groups, too, and, and identifying really that, you know, they're a tool of the capitalist class and the capitalist state to uh, exert influence on behalf of the capitalists. Like if you look at the. Uh, the working group in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. 
out of a 24 person working group, there's six renters. When the city of Minneapolis is a majority renter city. Right. And then it's developers, it's bankers. And the whole logic of the working group is really like, you know, skewed towards the interest of the property class. So it's like really an anti rent control space. So we're doing the best we can to kind of like intervene in that, cover that, uh, be a forum. Right. Um, yeah, that's what we've we've had two episodes so far, and episode number three will come out sometime, probably end of November. Yeah, and they, you know, and the these um, working groups are unelected, right? They're like these people are like in some form or another appointed, right? Yes, definitely. Yep. And so that's another, sure. that's a whole that's a whole another layer, right? Of you know, we elect people to to do things, and then they appoint these like essentially for the all intents and purposes unaccountable. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, people to then carry out their kind of, you know, what might be termed their dirty work for them of trying to basically essentially scuttle the laws that they passed or that people, you know, pushed them to pass. Oh, definitely, definitely. 100%. It's like, it's very anti-democratic. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, well, I, 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 I didn't want to get into too much. I just wanted to like touch a little bit on the, the new episode. Do you want to just, um, Give a quick rundown. Your, your other podcast, uh, Money, Power, Land, Solidarity. Do you want to just uh, tell us uh, a little bit about that one, real quick, too? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Rent Control Radio is kind of a series that we're putting out on the Money, Power, Land, Solidarity feed, and um, we started Money, Power, Land, Solidarity in 2019, and it was reflecting on the Upper Harbor Terminal Development in North Minneapolis. This is 48 acres of riverfront land between the Lowry Avenue Bridge and the Camden Bridge. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, um, you know, important questions to be asked about the project. It's it's the some of the wealthiest white people in the state who are given this public land. So we talk about the implications of that and kind of use it as a window into looking at capitalism and capitalist real estate development. So our first season is really focused on that development and then from there we've covered a bunch of different issues we've done a lot of interviews we've um you know talked to organizers in various campaigns around the twin cities um just trying to contribute you know to the socialist dialogue and um yeah you can check us out you can check us out on all your podcast apps wherever you get podcasts we're up there and also we have a patreon page if you gotta you know if you want to support working class journalism there's a there's options up there Absolutely, super important. Yeah, money, power, land, solidarity spells M P L S, which is Minneapolis. Yes. Which I think it's pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> pretty dope thing you guys did to put that together. It really uh, oh, thank you. resonates. And um, well, yeah, I really uh, appreciate you speaking with uh, with us. And uh, I think it's really important that this rent control. I think you know, like um, you know, the 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 the. Um, minimum wage fight was a big fight and it's you know to me it seems like the rent control fight is the one of the next big fights um you know as far as like actually getting something somewhere we want to get something specific passed uh or you know strengthened and we want to push for the strongest possible uh rent control that we can have and and it seems like that's what you guys are uh really talking about on rent control radio oh yeah hey thanks for having us we really appreciate you lifting it up and uh peace nick thank you (laughs) take care thank you very much that's the interview As always, you can reach us by messaging us on SoundCloud or Facebook. I also encourage everyone to check out our regular November episode entitled Fascism Perspectives, where we hear from a number of listeners and friends about what they see as the prospects for and history of fascism in the U.S. Another project we're working on is building a community group where folks who may or may not be currently organized in their workplaces can get involved in supporting strikes and picket lines. 
that will be going on this winter. If you have any interest or know someone who's interested in working on that, please also reach out. And that's our special solidarity. This has been a Socialist News and Views special report.